Geared. Hey guys, welcome to your favorite teenage podcast, Simps the Pimps, and I'm here with your host, Ray, aka the Prince of Wakanda. Dior David, aka just David. And me, Nana Kanoa, aka Noah. Everyone on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five star rating and make sure y'all leave a review. And all other platforms, make sure to download. Also, don't forget to check out our socials in the description so you guys can ask us more questions. So, um, I constantly see people using the word simp wrong. And uh, how do you feel the word simp is like the definition of simp? Um, to me, when it comes to like a guy, right? Yeah. Um, to me, I feel like a simp is someone, uh, is a guy that does something extra for a girl, but that energy is not reciprocated back basically i feel like a simp is somebody that's doing a lot of things for a girl knowing the outcome isn't going to help him back my definition of a simp is no because i te- i tend to see people saying a simp is somebody who treats a girl right and like that makes like no sense to me dude I mean, the essence of it, like, if you think about it, the essence of, like, what a simp does is what an ideal man should do. But, yeah. but like you were saying, like, what society says, like, nobody really want like, a girl doesn't really want that. Not that they don't want to be treated right, but that it's just, like, a simp is really predictable, if you know what I mean. Yeah, because no, I, I saw this video, and it was, this, it was this girl, and she told her boyfriend to come over, and he's like, all right, I'm going to be there by 1230. And then she texted him. He texted her and was like, no, nah, I'm going to be there at, at 1240. And then he was late because he went to go pick her up flowers. And I look at the comments, everybody was like, Hell, he's a simp, 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 simp. I feel like simping, there's no such thing as simping if it's for a girl. I mean, yeah, you can like play it. Not, not a girl. I mean, if you're in a relationship. Yeah, that's, that's what nah. I mean. Yeah. But yeah, you don't get a pass. Yeah, you're a simp. Nah. <laughs> like, bro. If, yeah, you can still play around with like the guy if they're friends. But another guy shouldn't be able to call... A person in a relationship a simp because, you know, they're in a relationship exactly. for a reason. Yeah, the, the I mean the only real the only real um time where simp where you simp is used correctly is when the guy is doing something and the girl doesn't fall, like do the same thing back to him. So if a guy is giving all his attention to the girl, but the girl's only available when he's giving her attention to him, then that is classified as a simp. Demand, <laughs> you a simp. No, nah, we all know a couple <laughs> weeks ago you were simping for that one girl. Yes. Cap. I ain't gonna lie. I can admit I was simping. Simp. And I caught, my, I caught myself simping. And I took myself about it. And I was like, hmm, I'm simping. I need to cut that out. Okay, but but is simping a bad thing? In a sense, yes. It, dep- it depends on what you're doing. That's like, now if you're doing the most, I say it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> say it's Valentine's Day, right? Say it's Valentine's Day, and you know, and like you know a girl, and then and then you like, and like you see how like in middle school how some people be trying to bring them bring them flowers and then a bear and stuff like that. That's too much to me. That's simping. Even if you like, if you're not going out with the girl, that's simping. So now, but it's just it's it's just trying to win the girl over, though, is it not? I mean, that is facts. But at the same time, if you're in middle school doing that, to me, you're simping. But okay, but like, if you're not doing this stuff for a girl, how are you? How are you getting the girl in the first place? Mm. I mean, you don't, um, have, you don't have to do all that. You don't no, have to do no, no, a no. lot of things to. I'm just saying, like, 
you don't have to do a lot of things to get a girl, but like small little gestures like that will make her like you more. Uh, to be honest, I feel like if the girl doesn't like me based off of my personality, especially if I'm in middle school, I don't have a job to make money. So obviously, I'm using my mom or my dad's money or whoever your chaperone is to. I'm not going to waste my money on you just but, for me. But what he's saying is like, what if that is your personality? What if yeah. you are a kind and caring person and you feel like you just want to buy her flowers or a teddy bear on Valentine's Day because you want to show her you care or you want to win her over? Why would I mean, that be yeah, classified Valentine's as Valentine's Day is like a pass, but like if you're like doing that the most, like, you know, trying to just be like an extra person, that's just like lame. So why do, you think, lame, why do you think that's bad? Why do you think people don't like that? Just being like caring, like. Just I mean, it's caring, caring but, but to me, in, I feel like it's in this generation that it's different. I mean, like probably like back then, it was, back like, then, it was, was all right. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, it's so sweet. Now it's like, yeah, nah. you're doing the most. Yeah, we were talking about school, that. Trying to show out. Nah, yeah, we were talking about that the other day. Like this generation, so so messed up. But like, I mean, I get what you guys are saying, but. Like, what if you getting her stuff wasn't meant to be, like, over the top? Like, what if what if you were talking to this girl? Uh, can you elaborate more? I don't, I don't know what you're trying to say. Like, like, okay, in my opinion, it would be classified as simping if, like, you just have, like, a little crush on this girl and, like, she barely knows who you are. And you're just, like, over here giving her teddy bears and stuff and, like, letting her, like, hey, hey, can you get this for me? Hey, can you do this for me? And you're just like, yeah, 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 I'll do this. I'll do that. Um, I feel like it's it's the same either way. Even if you didn't do know the girl for a long time, either way, you still might be regarded as a simp because you're going above and beyond for someone that's not doing the same for you. That's yeah. exactly what it is. But I feel like if I feel like if you're doing something for the girl, if you're doing the most, she should be doing the same amount for you. But if she's not doing the same amount for you or close enough, then you're considered a simp because. You're basically being a pushover, like the mom would say. Yeah, but um, I feel like what's in a lot of, what's in what's in the mind of a simp guy is the first thing they ask is why why do they like the guys that don't do that? Why do they like the quote unquote bad guys instead of me? I'm the one who's doing all this for her. I'm doing all I'm doing all the good things for her. Why doesn't she like me? Because those dudes are the dudes that are like too nice. Like, they can let a dude talk to them any type of way. They let the girl do whatever she wants type stuff. So that's that's honestly majority of the reason why girls are like, oh, I don't want a simp. I don't want that. Because the, their encounter with, with a quote-unquote simp is somebody who just, like, stands there and takes shit from, like, anybody. Not even. That is actually fast. I'm not even going to lie. I also feel like people or the girls realize that, because other people probably know that the dude is already a simp. So him simping for her is probably making her look bad. So that's probably why she doesn't want a simp to make her look bad. To be honest, I feel like the best way to put it when it comes to like the bad guy and the, the simp guy, the easiest way to put it is that like the simp is predictable. And I feel like what a lot of girls and guys like just in this generation, like in itself... People like unpredictability. People like something that's like, not a movie, but like an adventure. Something that you don't know what's happening next. Even like when you watch movies, when 
most of the cliche movies are things that you know what's going to happen next. But when you when you're on your toes from the jump, it's usually like the good stuff. So regarding that to um to simps and stuff, they she a girl knows exactly what a simp is going to do every single time like she sees him. But for like the quote unquote bad guy, I feel like because predictable. Yeah, he's unpredictable and let's say he doesn't give her a lot of attention. I feel like even then when something when something is easy to attain, then you don't want it as more. If like like Damon, I know you like cars, like w- would you rather have a Honda or like a like a Hellcat? I'd rather the Hellcat. Hellcat. Why? Because not, I'm, I'm not a lot of people really have Hellcats. Like when you see them, like people have Hellcats. But do you know? Do you know personally? Personally, know a lot of people have Hellcats. Yeah. Also, also Hellcats are really probably better looking more engines. Gross. Engines cost, better, cost, cost more. Yeah, stuff, little stuff like that. And I think that's exactly what it is. People, Hellcats are more. They're more valuable in people's eyes. There's less of, not less of them, but less people have them. And it catches people's attention. Exactly. And I feel like the simp doesn't catch just someone's attention because there's. There's uh, a a so lot of them. They're predictable, and there's a lot of them. To be honest, I feel like it's really just like a preference. Cause I know I know like a couple of girls who uh, who who called me and was like, "Man, I, I need a nice dude and stuff." And I'll be like, uh, "Okay." And then and then they find they find somebody nice, and then they call me and they be like, they be like, "Nah, I can't do it with nice dudes. I I don't like how nice dudes are. Like, they're just too." They're just too nice, you know what I'm saying? So they're used to the toxic toxicity, but at the same time, like it's not healthy. So I feel like dudes just really know, need to know how to how to balance being nice and being quote unquote <laughs> toxic at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What's your take on being on being in a toxic group? Uh, I mean, obviously, like we like we said in like episode zero. I mean, obviously, it's not a good thing. But when regarding the simp, I don't think it's necessarily like toxicity that she likes. It's just unpredictability. You don't know what's happening next, so it makes it interesting. A simp, like like Noah was saying, when you're um after after the girl calls him, is like actually I don't want it anymore because she's bored. She knows what's happening next, and when you're complacent in something, you no longer want it. That's sa- that's the same thing in like sports. Once you get to a certain level. Sometimes you're just like, nah, bro. There's literally nothing else I can do. Sometimes, especially if you're like the best at something, if there's if there's no incentive incentive to improve, you won't improve. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I completely agree. But how do you how do you feel? Like people constantly, I see people constantly saying that that having a preference of skin color is is colorist. What's your input on that? Uh, say it again. How do you feel? When pe- when you say you have a preference, that how do you feel when people say that that's colors for having a preference of skin color? To be honest, I feel like preference. It's not really a race thing. You can be like, I have a preference with blondes over like brunettes, and then yeah, I mean both of them could be white, but it doesn't really make like a difference. So. There's, it's not really called like preference. It's just like what do you like on a female. So, so if if you you posted something of like, hey, I, I want me a curly head, light skin, right? And then all the girls are in the comment section saying you with the dark skin, and you're like, and you're like, no, that's just really not my preference. And they call you colorist. Like, do you feel as if you should be put in a situation that 
you should be being called colorist? Not at all. Why not? Because if that's just if that's just what I like, I shouldn't I shouldn't be like made fun of or being or getting called a colorist because of my of my preference of a female. Like say say I like dark skins and like and like some light skins come up in our conversation and they say, Oh you're colorist, you don't like light skins? That's messed up. That's wrong. I shouldn't be called I shouldn't be like called that. That don't make no sense. Uh the thing with uh preference and colorism is that it can go really two ways, like when you're talking about a preference, right? You have to be preference preferences can be perceived differently because a lot of people use it as an excuse like we were talking about last time. People using that as an excuse to bash someone else. So like if they were talking about I don't like dark skins because of this and that, usually if they come off in that tone, they're just being colorist. But for the most part, I feel like people just have a preference and other people can't stand that. And that just really ties back to I don't know, people always just trying to get somebody in some type of trouble or, or tr- trying to exactly. trying to say something to somebody. And, and today, today it seems like now everybody's trying to be some type of hero or something like that. Trying try to come out and say, oh, you guys see this? He's doing something wrong. I just feel like everybody's just trying to cancel everybody for like the smallest reasons ever. I, I remember when Noah told us about you know the little the face, the little light skin face or whatever. Remember when the girl was like, "Oh, I want, I want you know, uh, black people to like hold on to things long because now they're trying to say, oh, it's the the light skin face or the sexy face," and they were like, "Oh yeah, black folks should hold on to that longer because we created that or something like that." And I was like, "Bro, it's a face. It's not that serious." But I feel like what she was trying to say is like. A lot of things, a lot of things are taken like it's basic. Basically, it's gentrification. A lot of things that um the original creators are like, let's say, black people made. They're just people. First of all, most people make fun of it, and then when it becomes a trend, that's when people start to hop on it. And then what they do is that they take the original thing, and it becomes completely different in the end. That's what people have a problem with most of the time. No, I I completely agree. But I have a, I have another question uh, concerning skin color. So, uh, I see a lot of coons. Like, I, <laughs> like, Bro. no, like, no, like, generally on social media, I see a, a bunch of black people, like, not claiming their skin color. Yep. S- like, this morning. <laughs> no, 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 no. This morning, I, I saw a video, and it was a dude saying, like, he's constantly defending black, um, defending the white people when, a black oh, person. Uncle Tom. <laughs> 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 no, t- no, but no, but for real though, like, like, do you feel like a coon is an actual actual thing, like for real? Yeah, for sure, for sure, dude. Yes, a coon is an actual thing. I feel like, bro, I feel like that's really just brainwashing. When you when you feel so not even ashamed, but yeah, when you feel so ashamed to claim your own race that you have to start bashing it, that's that is the definition of see, a coon. The part, see, in the boondocks, they're definitely <laughs> the perfect example of a coon in no sense is Lily Uncle Ruckus. That's that was the boondocks. Like the boondocks made it funny, mm. but there was a message that like went over a lot of people's heads that like black people really will hate on their own on their own people trying to say, Oh, they do this, they're lazy, they don't wanna do that, they don't wanna get jobs, they have to buy this, they have to buy this and that. Yeah, but what like you were saying, I mean 
Yeah, a lot of form of media. I mean, even cartoons, they always have like subliminal messages that go over people's head. Like like you were saying that the fact that um Uncle Ruck, like the definition, like the personification of a coon is that. I feel like a lot of black people just, I don't know, they just don't like to, they because of the experiences they went through, they just don't like to claim their race, I guess you could say. And that is that is so dumb to me. And and to be honest, like I that just stupid. But um it's really hard being a a young black black male nowadays because it's like we constantly have a target on our back and there's constantly everybody against us including like white people, cops and and just a bunch of factors that go into it. Yeah, and I feel like I mean, I was watching actually a movie the other day and it was called on Netflix. Y'all should watch it. It's called a Concrete Cowboy, right? And oh, it had Caleb Caleb McLaughlin in it. And I remember um, I took notes on it because the movie was so good. And basically, what it started off with was that um, Cole Cole was just a young black teen, and it the opening scene was him getting a call from his his mom getting a call from the principal saying that he got into another fight and expulsion might be the best like option. And his dad was in his life, which is probably like a big factor, but. Long story short, he goes to meet his. He goes to stay with his dad for the summer, and I feel like in that that um that area where he was at, I feel like that's where you see a lot of evolution in Cole, like how a lot of black men have targets on their back, and they have to do a lot to either keep their masculinity or try to get out of the situation they're in. I feel like, like being a black male, it's constantly just like, like, I don't know, like. It's not only like police and stuff. It's literally like any type of factor can can go into it. Like me walking down the street and and like me looking any type of way, like me wearing a hoodie, it can just be like a a a group like a gang just pull up on me and be like, "Are you part of this? Are you part of that?" Or or it can be white people socially profiling me and and being scared and and stuff. And it's constantly just I don't know. Like my mom raised me with a bunch of rules that I shouldn't have been raised with at such a young age. Alright, y'all. Be honest, I got a question for y'all. As a black, as a black man in America, do y'all, do y'all feel safe? No. Or, it just depends. Like, elaborate. Me, I feel like, eh, it's, it's like, here and there. I feel, because I haven't had any racial experience. Or probably when I was, like, young, and I didn't realize it, but not, like, anything like police coming up to me and stuff like that, like, little stuff like that, big stuff like that. Uh, Damon, can you, like, elaborate more on what you're saying? Like, yeah. What I'm saying is, as a black male, do y'all feel safe? Like, when you're walking down the street, does it ever cross your mind, like, oh, the police might pull me over? Like, I have a chance of, like, being arrested over something stupid or anything like Well, for me, it's like, if I'm riding my dirt bike... It's, that's what it is, cause there's this little, the little white boy that rides the go kart. Like yep, he has yep. no precautions. Nobody cares about him. But when they see a, a black, a black kid riding a dirt bike, he gets complaints. The police comes to his house, which literally happened to me. But like I still see this kid riding in his go kart that's louder than my dirt bike every single day. So like honestly, it's just I don't know. It's just a large social divide between races. What you were saying, Damon, I feel like not. it's not that I don't feel safe. It's that I'm afraid that someone will perceive me as something that I'm not. So, like, let's say I'm going to school, right? Especially in elementary school. I know uh, three of us all went to Barbara Bush. 
And I feel like when we first got there, I felt like a lot of, I wouldn't say it happened, but I always had that like notion in the back of my mind, like thinking like, do the teachers even perceive me as like intelligent? Like, do I look like I'm a smart person or they do they perceive me as like another hood black person, this and that, or another African-American? No, yeah, that's completely right. And I feel as if there is a lot of teachers that do socially or racially profile me. Like, um, <clears throat> growing up, I had a, this one white teacher and she would like, she would like literally like separate the class by, by color. Like, I'm not even joking. And she would, she would treat the white people like way differently than, than the blacks or, or any type of minority in the classroom. She would just treat them way differently. Like when she would hand out snacks, she would give them more or, um, she would call, <laughs> she would call the black kids parents if they didn't even do anything. Like if they had a problem with the, the white kids, she would, uh, get mad. And I don't know, I just really didn't understand back then, but now I understand, like, why she was that way, and it's because she was racist. It's a simply way to put it. Yep. Have you guys ever been Hold up, profiled? Bro. Yeah. Like, you didn't tell your mom about this? You didn't uh, tell your mom that? I was, like, young. Yeah, I mean, so. obviously, like, as a little kid, you wouldn't think to tell your mom, like, yeah. the first, your first instinct is not being racially profiled. Maybe you think she's rude, but you don't really know that you're being racially Profile at like, that time. Wait, I was like, in like first grade. grade. Was oh, I thought this was like fifth grade. I was like, <laughs> wrong. Nah. nah, but um, have you ever been in a situation where your teacher racially profiled you? Um, I don't feel like have I been in that situation. I do feel like I've been in that situation. Maybe not in the teacher. I remember um, actually, I think it was last year, and we went swimming. Right. Um, we were. I think we all. I don't know if Demond was there, but I know my sister was there. I think Heaven was there. I think you were there too. I'm not sure. But this dude just came up to us, and his big truck, this white dude came up to us, and, oh. oh, no, what it was, it was that this white woman, she was in the pool with this, like, I don't know, her boyfriend or something, she kept looking at us, and apparently, a couple hours later, this white guy, he was, like, the, the resident of the, the of our neighborhood, you know, because we live in the suburb, suburban majority white neighborhood, and she, she basically, I guess she filed a complaint to him when we weren't really doing anything at all, and he was like, Oh, y'all know it's after hours, right? And it was literally just like two, like the pool closed two minutes, went like two minutes before he said that. So we we're like, oh no, we were just getting out right now. And he was like, yeah, I heard a, a complaint that you know, like we we didn't know if y'all lived here or not, this and that. And we were just basically like, well, it's like, like I like literally live across the street. That's what yeah. we said. And he was like, yeah. And I remember going into the pool and this. This white lady, she just kept on looking like when she was swimming with uh, with her boyfriend or whatever. She just kept on side eyeing us and just giving us weird looks. And yeah, because one of our friends let us in. So no, no, no. Or no. The, the same the same white lady had a oh, boyfriend. boyfriend that let yeah, us the in. The boyfriend, boyfriend, the boyfriend was the, like Hispanic. The, he was a minority. Yeah, and the girl did not want us let us in. Yeah, I remember that. and the, the boyfriend let us in, and then she got all like cranky right. at him. Yeah, like you could see them like arguing about it. I don't know. I didn't really, I didn't really care because. That's between y'all. He let us in. We're already inside. What are you gonna do? Force us to get out? Yeah. I didn't really care. I just, I just, I just don't like those situations because I feel like it's so aggravating. Because I feel like it's just like an internal, like not hate, but it's like prejudice almost. Like, why do you feel the need to be so, so hating towards another person because of how they look? But that's that's just really another topic for itself. Sorry, we had to go on a quick intermission because our boy Noah did have to go home and try and be a scholar, you know, do some homework. So we're back. And for our last segment, guys, we're basically going to be doing follower-asked questions where 
you guys submit your questions that you have to us down below in our uh, social media links and you can choose whether whether to be anonymous or have your name shouted out so for this question this person chose to be anonymous and they said do you think a girl should tell their best friend about everything that happens in the relationship ah good question good question um i feel like yes and no because the relationship is really private you know it's not something really not everybody should know about the person's relationship especially like if they're arguing everybody should just see like the good stuff you know some short short and sweet you know not really long and bad is the best friend a male or a female uh i don't think that really i mean it wasn't specified but i don't know whatever works for you what do you think because if it's a female some girls have best friends that are females that if she's telling them all the bad stuff that's going on and all that type of stuff she's like yeah, sometimes he doesn't talk to me, or yeah, sometimes he just plays the game and all that. He'll like she she might try and convince her to break up, break up with him. And if it's a boy best friend, the boy best friend might actually like the girl on the low. And if she if he's hearing all this information, and he like, oh, yeah, like he might try to get the drop on everything, so that he knows he knows what not to do, what he's doing wrong. Then he's like, all right. And if he sees like the relationship is at its lowest and like the breaking point. He may try and get her. Yeah, I feel like, like you were saying, it's uh, it could be catastrophic, whether it's a girl or a guy, because like you were saying, like the girl, she might not be jealous, but maybe it is. She might be jealous of the relationship, and she just might want them to end it off because she just doesn't like, she doesn't have what they have. And for the guy, she just might, the for the most part, guy best friends, unless there's like no emotional or like romantic tension at all, for the most part, guy best friends know what they're doing and why they're best friends with that guy or with that girl. And so, yeah, either way, they could be just trying to get them to break up. But for the most part, like David was saying, it's like it's good and bad because I feel like you do need someone to like talk talk to other than your partner about the relationship, especially if you have problems, you go to someone that you could really trust but you don't tell too much because then I feel like you're letting someone else dictate how you're moving in your own relationship. I also feel like if it's, it, I feel like the outcome would be different, especially if you know who the boy best friend is, especially if y'all are like, cl not really close, y'all can be friends. Maybe the boy best friend will try and help another brother out, you know, and actually say some good things why y'all shouldn't break up you know how to help the situation out. and maybe the boy best friend will even you know go talk to the the boyfriend about what she's mad about or what he's not doing like if he's not doing something right then he can tell him what to do you know like some slight tips you know yeah i feel like um the difference between a like a good friend and a great friend a great friend will tell you what you need to know and a good friend will just tell you what you want to know so like like you were saying if a girl is just like if she's having problems with her um with her boyfriend and like maybe she's just not seeing his perspective they get into an argument and maybe she is in the wrong but she's just like hard-headed and she she doesn't see his perspective a great friend will tell you like no like you're wrong like you you actually go need to apologize and maybe make up and just just talk about it rather than like a regular friend might just tell you what you want to hear like oh yeah you're totally in the right just break up with him which is not always beneficial to you because even this one quote I had right here it says the further a society drifts from the truth the more I would hate those that speak it by George Orwell and basically what he's saying is that like 
when someone becomes so accustomed to doing the wrong thing, when a pioneer comes and tells them that they've been living the wrong way, they usually tend to hate on that person because it's just hating on how they've been living their whole life. Yeah, they're so they're not they're not going to be used to change, especially after you've been doing something for so long. Exactly. And I feel like that's a problem. I feel like people need to start getting, especially Gen Z. I feel like Gen Z doesn't take constructive constructive credit criticism right because what they tend to do is like they hear it but they don't like it because it doesn't help them in any way so they're like oh no i'd rather not which is a problem because it won't help us progress in any way it goes through the right ear comes through the left they just automatically hear it if it doesn't help them just scrap them throw it away but people nowadays instead of trying to fix themselves after people give them something giving them information about themselves that they need to fix they sit up there and feel real offended and feel like they have to go against what they're being told and I always and they always feel like oh he should he shouldn't be able to tell me that or she shouldn't be able to tell me that I I need to be who I want to be and it's like it could, they could be do something that's completely bad and still feel like they're in the right yeah I feel like especially what you were saying people always have this like notion or ideology like they're in a movie it's like oh it's us against the world like no at the, in the end bro people are just trying to help you nobody's out here to get you unless like somebody's actually like evil or something but for the most part people are just here to help you nobody's actually out here to like ruin your life yeah like it's kind of going back to what you were saying about how like gen z cannot take constructive criticism because every little thing like say a person tells them something they're gonna be like oh you can't help me i know what's best for me and i know how to do this i know how to do that but in reality it's like especially when like adults tell kids like oh yeah take care of school because it's gonna matter they're gonna be like oh i don't need school or you don't need an education to be great you know little stuff like that and like at the end they're always wrong like high school seniors i know my sister my sister i mean she's going to lsu she's transferring to lsu but she was like i could have i could have went to lsu for all four years but you know i didn't want i was i wasn't doing my work freshman year so it kind of messed up for you know my rest of the high school experience so she was just like really upset that she could have done better yeah and to be honest that's really just how teenagers be they get to a point where they just become combative and always go against what their parents say and i feel like to an extent that's just that's just growing up to be honest you start to see different viewpoints of uh, your parents but at the same time they're out for the most part they're there to love you and just help you like evolve as a person so nobody's really out there to like ruin your life like i was saying last time yeah that is facts but if you made it to the end of this podcast thank you and also drop a review on how you feel about the short or longer episodes thank you for watching and we will see you in the next episode deuces peace Hello, it's been a minute, my fellows. I've been trying to make my name well known. First they was telling me get the hell on. Now I get the room jumping higher than a cell on. Bitches jiggle they melons.